I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Simply Convivial Podcast. When it comes to planning, it is so easy to careen between two extremes. Either we want to plot out our day to the 15-minute mark so we can squeeze the most out of it, get the most done in a day, or we flip all the way over to their side and just take whatever comes, do whatever presents itself, and fly by the seat of our pants. But those are not the only two options that we have. We do need to plan and be intentional about how we spend our time. But we can do that without trying to maximize our own awesomeness. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're going to talk about how to plan our time in such a way that we do what needs to be done and we don't burn ourselves out while we do it. I'm Misty Winkler from Simply Convivial, and I am here to help you organize your attitude so you can organize your life. Most moms want to get a lot out of their day, but they just don't know how to do it. Most of us are familiar with feelings of overwhelm and frustration and stress. And we know that when those are characteristic of us, we do not parent the way that we would like to. But when we take the opposite extreme and don't actively and even proactively, deliberately spend our time wisely and intentionally, we end up in lethargy, apathy, sluggishness, and that's not a good place to be either. How do we find that magical balance? Well, the magical balance is probably an illusion, but I will tell you how we can manage ourselves and manage our minds around our time so that we use the time that we have well so that we fulfill our responsibilities, get our work done while still maintaining margin and peace while we do it. If that sounds good to you, make sure and hit the subscribe button below and stick around. Have you ever come to the end of a week and wished you had just one more day? Of course you have, we all have. One more day would have been enough, we think to finish our to-do list at last. Sounds similar to coming to the 25th, the 29th of the month and just wishing for one more $100 bill before the month closes out and the next payday comes. However, when it comes to money and budgets, it's possible to get a new job to supplement the income, to get a raise. But when it comes to time, there is no wiggle room. There is no way to get more of it. We all get the same amount of time and that's never gonna change. So just like Dave Ramsey has you use cash envelopes to manage the money that you actually have for the month to come. We can reserve envelopes of time for our various responsibilities across the week to help things balance out, to help things come out even and get done 
the most important things with the time that we do have. Laura Vanderkamp has a great book called 168 Hours. You have more time than you think. In it, she writes, while 168 hours is a lot of time, that's the number of hours that are in a week, time is still, in the broader sense, a non-renewable resource. These hours still have to be carefully budgeted in order to turn the life you have into the life you want. When we have this big picture view of our week, we also can have a clearer vision of how we're spending our time in reality, in the past, and figure out if that's really in line with our priorities. But one thing we need to remember is that a time budget is not a schedule. Rather than scheduling 20 minutes for folding laundry, 10 minutes for sweeping, and so forth with every task we have on our list and filling our day with the minutia, we look at our days and our weeks as a whole and reserve chunks of time for different types of tasks. Then when the chunk of time arrives, we can assess the current state of things and decide what's first what's next. A week is never going to exactly play out the way that we plan it out. But creating a weekly time budget is still a valuable exercise because as we mark out the time commitments that we have, we start to see where we might have margin, where we might need more margin, and perhaps why things like grocery shopping or phone calls are so stressful. It's the fact that we haven't allowed time in our day for it. So we try to fit it into an already jam-packed schedule. Last year, I had a budget, a time budget problem. Groceries had to be procured, but I didn't have a place for it in the plan. I thought that I had enough margin built in here and there for it to just happen whenever it needed to happen. I did have some margin for sure, but grocery shopping is rather essential and regular, and it always takes more time than I think it's going to. So it needed a regular reserved spot in my week. Just like with a money budget, when I wasn't reserving resources for the grocery shopping, it always felt like I was skimping and scraping to make it happen rather than simply doing the right thing at the right time. Having a time budget helps us to be confident in what we're doing because we know what the right next thing to do is. Thinking about time in terms of a week rather than a day also helps our perspective. If we think less about doing a little bit of everything every day and more about where big chunks of things can fit across a week, we get a better sense of whether or not our priorities are in balance. Do the hectic errand running days have balancing at home days? Is there time for you and your husband to spend alone together? Do you have time set aside to pray and read your Bible? Look at your time across a week instead of simply day by day. A day can easily be derailed But over the course of a week, we can usually iron those out. But as we fill in our time budgets across a week with the things that need to be done, the things that we'd like to do, 
we need to be careful to not overschedule. It's so easy to fill out that template, the spreadsheet, the list with an idealistic mindset that does not account for the realities of our actual life. To keep your time budget in touch with your real life, you can keep in mind these three tips. First, you have to budget margin. To make your time budget work better, always budget more time than you think it will take to do that activity. If you plot out an activity that you have to leave the house for, take it into account that you will have to find shoes for everyone, get people buckled into the car, and get people out of the car when you arrive. Those things take time. And we need to remember that and keep a margin big enough to handle those variables. I don't know how many times I've been late and scrambling because although I budgeted enough time for myself to get in the car and get there and go, that's not the actual way things happened. I didn't have enough time for a toddler to have a meltdown. I didn't have enough time for the train that stopped the traffic. I didn't leave enough time for the children to use the bathroom before we left home. When we don't take into account that other people have needs that we need to help them with, then we're just going to end up stressed out and frazzled. But if we're prepared for that mentally, emotionally, and also prepared because we've reserved the time for it to happen, then we can patiently parent when we need to. And that really should be our top priority with our time anyway. Otherwise, we're just going to end up feeling stretched thin and ready to snap. So rather than think, I'll create a system that will make sure that will work as long as my children always have their shoes and always have clean faces and neatly brushed hair, those kind of systems never last long in real life. Instead, leave a 30-minute margin before you have to leave the house. There will be things that need to happen in that time to get you all ready to be out the door. And you can always keep a task list of little 10-minute things so that you can use that time if everyone is actually ready. Whatever it looks like for you, Build margin around your activities as much as possible and allow time for children to be children and for people to be late and for snacks to be required or toys to be picked up. If we expect these little setbacks and we have enough time to just roll with it, then we won't feel so worn out and stretched thin. Two, we need to budget rest. As we start filling in the overview for our weeks, our time budget, with our commitments and our responsibilities, we also need to keep an eye on whether or not we have healthy amounts of rest built in. We can't function in go, go, go mode constantly, all day, every day. Sunday's a great day to take off of productivity. Use it as a day to rest, rejuvenate, worship, fellowship, read, walk, create. We don't have to be always striving to get ahead. If we take one day out of seven off of our effort, our labor, our striving, 
we will find that we return to our daily life better equipped and more energetic. We will better use the time that we have for taking an entire day off. Whatever a day off looks like for you. I don't mean solitary confinement, although sometimes that sounds pretty good. But I mean a day off of trying to do better, of trying to get ahead. Instead, we can take a day to simply breathe deep, worship, and do those things that truly matter eternally. Third, we also need to budget renewal. A huge part of being a mother is pouring ourselves out for our family. This is good work, although it's certainly tiring. The Bible commends us, though. It tells us, do not grow weary in doing good. Because we're so often tempted to do just that, to grow weary of doing good. But if we want to be able to continually pour out without running dry, we have to be continually filling up also. Taking time to fill up our own inner well is not selfish, but a way that keeps us able to be a source of wisdom and love and help to our families. The things that fill us up, rejuvenate us, renew us, are not what the world says will do those things though. Entertainment will not fill you up. Taking time to yourself will not necessarily fill you up. Shopping will not fill you up. The Bible says we need to be renewed by the transforming of our minds. The Bible says we need to be meditating on the word and praying continually. These are the things that restore and renew us. These are the things that keep the oil continually pouring. Even though the outside world does not see where the source is, the source is Jesus himself not our own manufactured solutions. Burning out is not helpful to our families, and we want to be a continual source of wisdom and love for them. We need to remember that we are people too, and we are in need of encouragement, edification, and education. We need encouragement that can be found in friends, online community, maybe podcasts, encouragement that reminds us that we are not alone, that we are doing good work, that it is worthwhile. Edification comes from reading scripture, praying, reading good books, and listening to teaching on podcasts or sermons. We need to continually fill up with truth so that we can speak it with wisdom and grace. We also need education We need to live out that cliche that we say we want for our children to be a lifelong learner. Learning isn't limited to academic subjects, but it includes handicrafts, baking, art, exercise, sports, bird lore, music, a musical instrument. Cultivating interests will keep our minds and maybe even our bodies active and growing. A time budget and a plan for the week is not good for us if we jam-pack it full of housekeeping, homeschooling, and errands. We as people are made for more than that. And we must account for what we were made to be in our view of the week. We must leave those wide margins for relationships, for worship, for rest. 
I have a free time budget template that you can download and print out and sketch out a weekly time budget that will work for you. Just go to simplyconvivial.com and search for time budget. You'll be able to download that right away. And I would recommend starting by simply paying attention to how you are spending your time right now. Don't sketch out an ideal week before taking the time to notice what a real week looks like. Starting from your real week, you can start making small changes that are meaningful, realistic, and helpful for your current situation and your current needs. I can help you get started with that. Actually, working on time budgets is a huge part of Simply Convivial, continuing education, and one of the steps in our Work the Plan course. So you can get help walking through this if you need to. Just enroll in Simply Convivial Continuing Education, and it's all part of the bundle of what we do there. We all feel like there's too much to do. But with the right perspective and realistic expectations, we can use our situation for growth instead of discouragement because we know that neither ourselves nor our situation is stagnant or permanent. We can change, but the best way to change is through baby steps, incremental progress, not idealistic or perfectionistic imagining, but real, tangible, step-by-step change. If you are always busy and scattered and overwhelmed and never able to get done what needs to be done, if you feel pulled in a million directions, then you need Simply Convivial Continuing Education. We clear out the clutter not only in our homes, but in our minds and on our to-do lists also. By sorting through what's going on and what's actually needed, we're able to figure out our own callings and how to dig into them with cheerful goodwill. If you would like support and encouragement for building the habits, the structures, and the incremental progress that you need in your life as a stay-at-home mom, then enroll in Simply Convivial Continuing Education. Just go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button at the top. I'd love to see you there. And either way, remember, repent, rejoice, repeat. And that's it for today's episode. It is super common to feel like you don't make the most of your days, but that's not a great way to live. Resist both the vague guilt and the apathy that inertia brings. Starting is often the hardest part, but once you're going, then momentum builds. I'm so excited to announce a brand new course to be unveiled inside Simply Convivial Continuing Education on August 21st called Restful Routines. It's going to be our time management jumpstart because when we know how we're spending our time, And when we know we are carving time out for the important things, then we're able to freely, truly rest, mentally and emotionally and spiritually, as well as physically. Sometimes to rest well, we have to work well first. And every time we need to know when it's time not to work and actually rest. I'm so excited to share restful routines with you. 
It will be included in your enrollment in Simply Convivial Continuing Education. Just one more perk and way we're here to support you and build you up in your role as a home manager. If you're not enrolled, you can do that quickly and easily today by heading to simplyconvivial.com and clicking the green enroll button. We'll begin working through restful routines together as a community with extra support, live troubleshooting videos, and active accountability on August 28th. So head on over today and enroll so you don't miss that. With our time, as with everything, we will repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.